Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. For all those uh, viewers who have tuned in for episode 5 on Miked Up uh, on YouTube. So right now we're live on our own channel on YouTube, Miked Up 416. So please, uh, for those who are not watching on Miked Up 416, on YouTube, please go ahead and uh, like and subscribe and hit the bell icon uh, for future updates and programs. And we're also live on Sufi Council of Toronto on Facebook and YouTube. So I want to thank all the viewers from wherever you're watching uh, for tuning in to episode five on family drama. I know everybody goes through this. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about what's happening uh, in and around people's families, uh, things that we have heard from people themselves. Yeah, you know, uh, issues with the in-laws, uh, marriage relationships between husband and wife, etc. Fathers and their kids, mothers and their kids, and vice versa. So we're going to talk about that uh, today, inshallah. Uh, before we begin, I'm just going to go through the formalities like I always do. Um, so please follow us on uh, social media. We're also on Instagram, miked up uh, 416 So go ahead and uh, follow for... Uh, uh, short clips and uh, upcoming programs uh, to keep you guys uh, up to date. Uh, we're also Sufi Council of Toronto on all of the platforms, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. So go out and um, subscribe, like, and follow on all those channels as well. Sufi Council of Toronto, which is our umbrella organization. And we're here live at the Makkah Islamic Center, 3234 Eglinton Avenue East in Scarborough, uh, where we do our mic'd up podcast um so i'm gonna turn it over to uh my guests to introduce them uh to talk about family drama uh, it's going to be a very entertaining conversation with uh, with my panel today so over to my right i have none other than from our first uh, podcast back by uh back actually back into the routine hafiz bilal assalamu alaikum Wa alaikum salam, brother. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. How are you? Hafiz Saab. MashaAllah. Thank you for joining us today. A pleasure. And then uh, continuing on the panel, I think he's only missed uh, one episode, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we have my elder brother. So coincidentally, we're talking about family drama and I got my elder brother with me. Um, so he's back uh, for today as well. Uh, we get a lot of uh, comments about uh, my brother. You know, he uh, in this uh, little movement, he's been doing very, very good and people have been enjoying uh, what he has to say and taking it and uh, running with it. So we appreciate them coming back again. Jannah Mutter Mahmoud Qadi Sab, Salamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah. Wa Alaikum Salam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Assalamu Alaikum Hafiz Bilal. Wa Alaikum So this is our uh, panel. So Jazakallah for both of the brothers for being here today. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, family drama. So <laughs> there's a lot that we can discuss. Um, we've known each other for a very long time. I'm not just talking about my brother. I've known him my whole life, but meaning our, our group, we've been tight-knit. We know each other. We're kind of like family as well. And we have things that uh, we have, uh, you know, ikhtilaf and stuff with. But I want to get into the, the blood relationship and what we see at home and, um, and talk about that. But before we begin, uh, I think one of the, the first questions is, is, what does family mean to you and why is family important? Bismillah rahman rahim um, the importance of family, uh, according to the Sharia, first of all, um, Rasulullah has said that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has said in one of the hadiths in Mubarak that I am Allah, I am Rahman, I am the one who builds relations. Now he took that name of his Ismail Garami Rahman, and in Arabic Rahim actually means 
relationship. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, whoever is in good relationship, I will bring him closer to me. And whoever is disconnects relationship with anyone, I disconnect from him. Okay. The meaning towards this is family. Even Rahim means relationship. And the other hadith of Mubarak, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu said that Rasulullah has said in building relationships in this category that if there anyone that has lost his relationship with his family nor his dua will be accepted Allahu. and wherever he goes if he's sitting in a mehfil, a majlis, a gathering because of him, that individual there will be no barqat in that family because of that one individual that cut ties with his kin, his relationship. And then again, we'll go to another hadith of Mubarak. I'm saying this because the importance of bondage in a relationship first before we get into the podcast. So understand these hadith of Mubarak. The other hadith of Mubarak, Rasulullah has said, the bad of the family. There's a family member. There's always a bad family member that has a hatred. Rasulullah says it's necessary for you to give him sadaqah first. Why? Because understand the hadith, understand Islam. Rasulullah is trying to connect you back with your family, not disconnect you. Mm -hmm. other, another hadith from Mubarak, Rasulullah said that an angel will shake your hand for three people. The first, is the martyrs, the ones that will be doing jihad. Second, the one that is obedient to his family. And third, the one that will be doing tawaf around the Kaaba. Now, these are just small ahadith, very basic, not in heart of seeds. And understand the connection now, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Now, the last ahadith I want to present, if I have ijazah. Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha said that dua, your, the dua, yeah. Rasulullah said dua is linked to the throne, the arsh, at all times. Right. And the dua says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, link me to you. Don't disconnect me towards you. Mm -hmm. I obtain Rahim from you. Rahim with good relations. And whoever is with good relations, attach me with you. The dua is saying this with them. And whoever disconnects me with you, disattach, disattach them. Allahu Akbar. This is Aisha Siddiqah saying this. She's a raviyah of this. Where Rasulullah says, so that dua is intercessor for you too. That dua doesn't Mashallah. even want a person that has disconnected from his family. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want that to the be presented. doesn't want to be intersectors for you. Yeah. Wow. Subhanallah. You understand? That's, uh, that's, you know what? Uh, we can talk about like relationships. We talked about, you know, the connects, the disconnects and stuff like that. Let's talk about even, because since we're talking about the Islamic portion, so Hafiz Bilal, the importance of your mother and your father. Um, everyone knows this hadith. Um, when the Sahaba asked the Prophet وسلم, who has the most right over you, among your parents, who has the most right over you, he said, your mother. Mashallah. And they asked, who after that? They said, your mother. Yeah. <laughs> who after that? Your mother. <laughs> and then who after that? 
You said your father. Mashallah. So it's three times your mother, and then the last, your father. the last time they asked, it was your father. Mashallah. And then there's the famous hadith that Jannah lies under the sorry, the doors of Jannah are under your mother's feet. Bishak. But people also forget the other half of it, which is the key to the door is your father. Mashallah. Mashallah. So you, we understand that Islam teaches. Safe to say, is that Islam teaches um, us about unity. Allah, like uh, Hazrat was saying, that uh, Allah talks about unity and those people that keep bonds together, which means family relationship. And not only that, just relationship with the, the deen. So a Muslim brother with a Muslim brother, Muslim sister with a Muslim sister, etc. This was taught uh, by the Quran. This is taught by Islam. This is taught by the Sunnah of the Prophet. So Rasulullah yes. has even said, before you, after Salah and you do Dua, one of the main du'as is for your parents. If the one has not done his du'a, the famous one that we have done, the prophetic du'as of Sayyidina Ibrahim, Sayyidina Ibrahim, Alayhi Salam, So we use this as it was a prayer as Hazrat Ibrahim Salam, to his parents. So Rasulullah said, the one who has, has not supplicated, for his parents, yes. and his dua, this dua will be not accepted either. Wow. And he also added one more. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh Allah, Bishak. have mercy on my parents as they did when Absolutely. I was young. Mashallah. Mashallah. So we understand this. Now, so we got the, the deen part, and we'll go back to it too. I'm sure a hadith will come up in uh, prophetic uh, sunnahs of the, of, of the Prophet Now, we obviously see there's a disconnect. Mothers are not getting along with their daughters. Fathers are not getting along with their sons. Brothers are not, siblings are not getting along. We, off, we Obviously, we see this. Let's start with where is the biggest disconnect with in the family? Within the family, brothers, look, we can speak openly here on the podcast. What I feel, what happens in a family is marriages that happens within the family. Now, brothers are getting married. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about generally. What happens? I'm not speaking about sibling wars yet. I'm speaking about marriages. Now, I think I skipped one. So, um, <laughs> do we want to go back a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's, no? let's start before achha, we get achha, step achha. by step, you know? Achha. Let's get within the family first. Before even marriages are even mm. spoken about and talked about. Let's talk about that first. So, like, Hafiz Bilal and Hafiz Yahya, they're not married. They live in the same house. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, bro, like, there has to be uh, some type of uh, similarity, right? Between... Uh, the family members. Yeah. Now, when the medium between the family is Islam, and I feel that is a unity, and that's why I was telling this whole uh, tafsir about this hadith of Mubarak in the beginning, if there's no Islam in your household, then it's destruction. Yeah. Because Islam is going to unite you yeah. at all times. So I feel like if Islam is not present in your home, mm -hmm. problems start to occur. Right. So... Uh, Hafiz Saab, uh, you have a, a brother, obviously, Hafiz Yahya. Where do you think, if there is even, we're not saying, we're, I'm, I'm not trying to take out your guys' <laughs> dirty laundry or anything, but there's obviously, like, I know when uh, Hafiz Yahya was growing up, you know, uh, Haji Saab Rahmatullah Alay uh, was, you know, Lad ke rakha, you know, heavy. You know, Yahya this, Yahya that, Yahya that, I know that. So parents obviously do that. The, the first one is the most dear. In our case, my, it was my brother. So how does that feel, first of all, with your parents? 
I don't think I've seen like so to say, you know, like a difference. Okay. Sure, like little things here and there between like how they treat each of us, but overall it was pretty much the same, right? Yeah. And as he was, as Brother Armand was saying, just to add on to that, you know, Islam does unite the family first. Yeah. Right. Because Islam isn't meant to be practiced outside or just in the masjid mm-hmm. or like when you're out at school, it's meant to be practiced at home first. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, and another thing for that is for that for a household, so to say, right? When kids are growing up, kids only have two main inputs of knowledge: what they see and what they hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And if the if the parents practice or emphasize Islam on their on their kids, then you'll see it when they grow up. Right. And it's a very good point, right? It makes sense. But often what we see is, you know, he got this, so yeah. I want this. He got these brand new Jordans, so I want Jordans. He's got Nike, how come I get Brooks? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you get different. There's always that competition. So now, if there's no Islam, sometimes there's more pressure on the eldest child. And the eldest child, because you might have two or three different siblings, has a little bit more pressure. So there's more bulge. There's more weight on the shoulders of the eldest. So then the parents are harder on the eldest. So why do we, why do we see these things happen? Because the eldest could get frustrated then, right? Look, sometimes with the parents, right, they need to cool down a little bit. <laughs> because, you know what, they see this dream, right? Yeah. They see this, okay, my first son, my first daughter. Yeah. She's uh, the gateway. She's the lottery. She's everything for yeah. us. And she's going to do that. And parents, unfortunately, think like that. It's bad parenting. Yeah. Actually, in Sharia, it's called, uh, there's mukhtalif type of shirk as well. Yeah. This type of shirk is also a small, lesser part of shirk, meaning he's going to become something mm-hmm. and he's going to support us. He's you got know, a golden ticket. You know, you know what I mean? And then this is why we emphasize on, oh, my son, I want him to become a doctor, a mm-hmm. surgeon. But you got to ask, is, are you doing it for his own sake mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. Or that's what you pressured from beginning since he was born. You're going to become a doctor. You're going to become a doctor. You're going to become a doctor. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. There are some people in my family that said I was, I wanted to be like, they said for me, mm. oh, you're going to become a doctor. You're going to become a doctor. <laughs> and you know what? We're not going to work ever again. And we're not going to do this. <laughs> and we're not going to do that. And usually just to add on, his parents usually use the oldest child as an example for the yeah. younger ones. Right. Right. Yeah. But you know, the thing is, uh, we f- tend to forget though. Sometimes <laughs> we forget to tell them even there's nothing wrong for them to become a doctor, but did you tell them the good things about that, about becoming a doctor, rather than the income? But you're forcefully, like, choosing their fate. Do you think that's right? Like, you're choosing, like, yo, this person, why can't you trust? So you're, you're a father, right? Let's use your example. Let's say, you know, tomorrow you say, you know, I want Ali to be in the NBA, just as an example. But he doesn't want, he doesn't like basketball. You're technically ruining his life because he's not going to be doing something that he wants or that he loves. He plays soccer. So he says, no, dad, I want to be a soccer player rather than a basketball player. So what do you say to parents about that? Well, see, that's where education comes in hand. Like we went to university. Some of our parents have not. Um, We have learned a lot of uh, psychology as well Mm -hmm. and parenting and upbringing and et cetera, et cetera. Um, My son can become whatever he wants, but there's only one condition for him. Him to be pursuing Islam first, first and then in dunyavi, worldly, he can become whatever he wants. He can become a freedom fighter. He can become <laughs> United States uh, 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 prime minister. Prime minister, next prime minister right now, you see what the <laughs> yeah. things are. Duck Dynasty going on over there. 
right? But you know, the thing yeah. is, like, um, Duck Dynasty took over yeah. Capitol Hill. But the thing is, he can become whoever he wants as long as he's a good human being. That is the advice I'm going to give to my children. All, always. just become good. I don't want nothing from you. So, what makes you think? What makes you say that? What makes you say Islam you're... made me think that? Of course, Islam makes me think that. In the Quran, it says only for one thing for your children. What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? Obedient child. MashaAllah. You do dua for an obedient child. Now, what is the definition of an obedient child? It's the one when, when the parent passes away, he will pray for you. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Right? For Sadqah what are the three things? One of them is a, an obedient child that, that will pray for you continuously after you have left this dunya. Exactly. And then you plant a tree, it continues to give you, yeah. or you give to something the masjid. Something that will give you reward. And yeah, something that will continuously give you reward. And yeah. you're right, and yeah. it's an obedient child. Everything now, comes to an, uh, to an end except those three, right? Yeah. And one of them is an obedient child. Mashallah. That will continue to pray for you. That's all that matters, brothers right. and sisters who are watching. That's all that matters in this world. There's nothing else. Brothers, we're going to go into our qabr. Bro, we have some people... Who don't even know how to read Fatiha, mm -hmm. and don't even know have the tawfiq of coming to the masjid right. and praying for you, and doing Khatam al Quran doesn't even have the tawfiq, the hadayat and tawfiq doesn't even come into them. Mazallah right. The only thing that you should be teaching them that listen to be obedient and follow the Quran and the Sunnah. Mashallah. Before also, before you go, yeah. uh, Hafizab uh, just got a message from uh, from uh, Brother Zik. It was his. Uh, um, birthday happy birthday yeah <laughs> our birthday just a couple days ago thank you for taking the words out of my mouth um so happy birthday to zik shout out to zik you know he's uh, such a great supporter, supporter. great brother good, good uh, person love nice that guy Zakaria. and he's uh and he's a he's a big uh, sufi freedom fighter so <laughs> online playing his call of duty and stuff so sorry guys shout out to uh brother zik love you want to see you soon inshallah so Hafizab, you were saying oh yeah so i just want to add on is that I think also why parents are more controlling for the kids is, in most cases, obviously, they want the best for their kids, right? Of course, of right? course. But I think they're fearful of their kids going down the wrong path or making a wrong decision or something, that they overlook the fact that they may be ruining their lives. Yeah. You know? But they're not part of their household anyway. They're not part of their lives anyways. That's the main problem of the parents, right. too. Right. Yeah. They worry. Okay, but then, you know, are you outside looking for your child? Do you know where your child is? Right. If you have to have you have to have that connection, parents, with your children nowadays. Listen, that's what's lost. You know what I yeah. mean? Like your your son is interested in whatever extracurricular. Have you gone to see him? Have you gone to pick him up? Have you gone to spectate? Whatever it is, mm. are you involved mm. with that parent? Uh, with that student? Uh, with your son or daughter? Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Are you a parent in his life? But then you know what? You don't care. Do you take interest in what they're mm. doing? Yeah. Right. And that's the that's the biggest disconnect. So if they don't want, if they're actually good at something, encourage them to do the best. They will be happier. And in reward, they will be happy that you're happy. It means so much more. Right. Hafiz Saab? Yep. Like, you know, I like, uh, you know, I can, I can remember. I know Hafiz Yahya is not on the podcast, but he changed his um, uh, majors and majors yeah. so many times. I remember because we know your family, obviously, for a very long time. Your parents supported it. Yep. Whatever you want to do, even yep. for yourself, yep. right? Because I think, you know what? Parents should be controlling to a certain age. Yeah, right? for sure. Once your kid matures, I think you have to let them have the freedom. Right? Listen, if every kid makes a mistake, we made mistakes, yep. we continue to make mistakes, even though we're older and stuff like that, kids are going to make mistakes. Yep. But you as a parent should be the one 
pick Advising them up. Them, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't, don't push them back down. Just pick them up. 100%. Yeah. So I know the parents thing. We can go all day long. We just we don't want to seem like we're just bashing parents and stuff. Yeah. Look, I love uh, I love my parents. Uh, Allah give uh, my mother a high rank in Jannatul Firdaus, inshallah. And uh, you know my father too, like things like that. But ultimately, it goes down to now in the house now. So we're going from step to step. Now you got sibling wars, right? And siblings, you know, like we mentioned, you know, this person has this, this person has that. I want this, I want that. My parents treat this person wrong or treats them this, this way and that way, etc. So now they get married. So let's talk about that. They get married. The, uh, they, they, they live in a joint family. So we hear this all the time. The in-law wars. So why, why is this happening? Why, why are the... Because we always hear that. Yo, my sauce is like this. My sauce uma is like this. So let's talk about that. Like, why, why is this like this? There's two factors in this. One, the mother-in-law is not ready to become a mother-in-law. Okay. That's because she has to transform now back to a mother-in-law before she was a mother. Right. She'll always be a mother. I'm trying to make people understand. Mm -hmm. Now her role has to change now. Because when the daughter-in-law comes now, she will be playing the role of that mother, what she was playing before. Sure. And now she has to step back now and spectate mm -hmm. and see what's going on and let the family, let everything roll. But that's not happening. And the other part is the daughter-in-law, she ain't behaving correctly. <laughs> and she doesn't know at all yeah. what's going on. So how do we fix this? How do we fix this? No, we fix this by, uh, listen, there's always, there are always going to be issues like that. Because in our culture, it's a joint family system. Especially if you're living in back home, India and Pakistan, you, you know what? There's privacy. In our, actually, in our household, there's no privacy. Our houses are smaller. You understand? So there's, you can't build anymore. Back home, you could build and build and build. So Sasuma lives on the <laughs> other end and you know, we're living over here. There's no issues, right? You can live in this huge house, yeah, yeah. but still be separated. Yeah, yeah. But in Western world, where our houses are smaller, right? And where are you going to hide? You know, I, like, I like what you said, right? So I know Bilal, you're not married yet, inshallah, very soon. We're going to find uh, Hafiz Abba, a nice one. After Hafiz Yahya, he's sitting <laughs> nice in the <laughs> back. <laughs> Hafiz Yahya is waiting, but you're first, buddy. Uh, but no, but the thing is, is the mother-in-law can't, I mean the mother. So the mother can't fathom the fact that I raised this boy and he's now grown up and this and that. I cared for him, nurtured for him, did all those things. And now someone else is going to be cleaning his clothes, washing his clothes, ironing his clothes, feeding him, this and that. So that's the disconnect. But why can't people mind their business? Because that's what we always say. Yo, Sasuma is doing dakhalindazi. She's getting into my business. She's doing all these things, especially in India and Pakistan. Because I'll tell you straight, this doesn't happen how it does in our culture versus other cultures as much because they're separated. So the question is, and I just got a question on the phone, should kids after they're married live in the same house with their in-laws? You know what? Look, it's the, to me, the, the best way of doing it is the most obedient of the, the child should take care of the to care, to care of his family. And I think one of them, should, it depends how big the family is, first of all, right? You can't expect four brothers living in that one household yeah, yeah. sometimes. It's be realistic now, right? Like it could happen, mm -hmm. but sometimes it won't, it won't happen most of the times. But I think we, let's be realistic now. 
one should take care and the other ones could move out. There's nothing mm. wrong with moving out. Yeah. One should take care of the parents. I don't believe in nursing homes. I don't believe in no, retirement no, homes no, and no. astaghfirullah, whoever has done that, line it on you to bring your parents and put your parents into of suffering course. like that. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I, I, I'm so sorry to say that you cannot see your parents go like that. One son should take care of at least take the responsibility of taking that. And this should be communuated before getting married. Uh, and uh, you know, Put especially with your family as well. Like, listen, we're gonna get married now. All y'all need to move out, and uh, you know, when you get married, move out. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Like, if one brother is married, and there's three other brothers in the household, okay, when you guys get married now, and okay, Hafiz yeah. Bilal, when you get married now, it's time to uh, you know to move your little feathers and <laughs> and to leave now, right? Yeah. And I mean, Omar, when you get married now, okay, see you later, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, yeah. so it's communicated very nicely, so there'll be no issues, man. Because, bro, you got four brothers, four other girls, ladies in the house, sister-in-laws running in the house, different personalities, yeah. different mentalities. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be chaos. It's gonna it be is. just chaos. So I, I think um, Hafiz will go to you because uh, Haji Sab Rahmatullahi and then Amma, um, she, uh, both of them, they lived with your dad, and your dad took. Uh, took them on and stuff like that. What did you see growing up with your grandparents? So your father taking care of his father. What did you see? I just see that in our culture, family was prioritized. Yeah. I think even maybe just on par with religion. I, I maybe not agree with it, but that's yeah. just how I saw it at least. Right. And I saw him as, you know what? He's the oldest son. He should be looking after them. Right. Right. The younger son, he does have a younger brother. He got married and then he moved out. Right. Right. The same thing what they were saying. Right. Right. Exactly perfect, the same thing. Perfect. Right. And that does not mean that you should force your spouse or your, you know, your husband or wife to live with someone else, right? You shouldn't yeah. force that decision on them. That should be a conversation, like Amrabai was saying, beforehand, yeah. right? Right. And I think it's just you, you need to communicate. No, just take equal it, responsibility for that. You know what? And uh, the person that takes care of their parents, you know, they it just it's just blessings. On and top of when blessings. they move out, listen, this is what I mean. Like, look, the, we, we all act like you know sour cats and and all that afterwards. Look, it's a big family, three, four brothers, whatever. Okay, a mom and a father is living with that immediate son right now. Okay, next weekend he's going to live with Hafiz Bilal. Next weekend yeah, he's going to live with Hafiz Yahya. Next weekend he's going to live with Umar Khadi. Like, this is, share, this share is how it should be. Yeah. And then, this is what I'm saying, the responsibility, uh, the roles of the, the, the in-laws, they should understand that too, right? They should go, okay, next weekend I'm going over there to see my children or a week, whatever it is. But we also see, we also see that uh, one sibling just hogs them. No, no, you're not going there. So, or you can go there for the day and then I'm picking you up. That's also not fair either. Like if, if a son, okay, let's say four brothers, five brothers, whatever, four brothers, they, move, they all bought their own house. They all moved out. They all did whatever. The parents come from India, Pakistan or whatever, and they live with the eldest. Now the eldest can't say, like, no, I want to hog the parents. It's the huck of the other children, too. Like, yo, bring no, my no, parents there's around an and internal, stuff. There's an internal issue, right? Like, there's, yeah. there's animosity going yeah. involved, right? That's the only reason why that person would say something like but that. I mean, that's why family drama happens. Right. The drama does right. occur, but, like, you know what? But the parents should be aware enough to understand this because they're still parents, right? Yeah, yeah. They should be like, listen, no, that's my son, too. Course, that's huh? my beta putter. I'm gonna go there, <laughs> and you can't do anything about it, and yeah. that's it. And that they have. It's not to, like the son has control. Yeah, over the like parents, you know, right? and that's what I mean. We, we the parents need to fulfill their roles correctly, mm -hmm. but sometimes we don't see that, right? So, 
let's get into the uh, the more heated conversation in this. The marriage. So, husband and wife not getting along. So, we often see that, you know, um, the, the husband wants to do one thing, the wife wants to do another, and then there's a disconnect, right? And that causes drama as well. And then, you know, Sasuma is on the case of the, the daughter and then the, the, the wife. And then the wife is uh, obviously getting uh, into the head of the husband. And then the kids are getting involved and all this stuff. Because this is what we see. Like what you see on these Pakistani Indian dramas and stuff. This is what's coming, this is what's coming up. So why, why is this and how do, we, how do we go around this? How do we go around this disconnect between husband and wife? Listen, husband and wife, there has to be a mutual understanding beforehand. And before, you know, at the time of marriage, when picking out your spouse is very important, firstly. So now the spouse is not what it is to be. Now, you know what? We have a, we have a disaster in the house, right? Um, the mindsets are not the same. Sasuma's mindset is not the same now. Now what occurs? What do we do? That's the main problem. So a counselor should be involved respectfully, uh, someone to mediate, someone nicely to explain um, what marriage was about, what marriage should have been. And that's the only thing I can think of because Alhamdulillah, it's not in part of my household where I'm part of all this nonsense. Um, but I've seen issues like that where the children, meaning the, the son, is being controlled by his wife and now the in-laws are totally upset because of that as well and this is just a disaster in the household so hafizab what do we see in regards to uh, pre-marriages so a lot of what happens uh, nowadays is i want to pick my own wife i want to pick my own uh, husband or whatever um first of all let's get with the young generation you you yourself being uh, a little bit younger uh, you want to pick your own wife. You want to. You want. You're hearing people that want to pick their own spouse or whatever. Are they doing? Are they going about it the right way? Do they have the blessings of their parents? I think they should start with that. They should start with the blessings of their parents. You know, if you're gonna bring someone into the household that's at least gonna share some living time with their parents, you should at least ask them. Right. right. Um, there may be something that your parents don't see, right? And that's why they're 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 against it. But at the same time, their parents could also be against it because you know what? Um, they're not giving you that choice, right? Mm. They just want, they do want you to get the arranged marriage instead of, you know what, bring your own wife, you know what? Yeah. And I think that's something that should be communicated both ways too, right? As a person looking for the wife, right? Does, do they meet your expectations or to, to a certain level? Like, are they a practicing Muslim, right? Are, do, are they even Muslim, right? And if you brought them to your house, would they be respectful to your parents, disrespectful? Would they get along? I think that's something that should be like a process, like right. a vetting process, I guess. Right. No, I think it's very important. Um, but Islam allows you within reason. It's governed by the Sharia. Yep. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that you can pick your, your person, but there's restrictions to it. What are those restrictions? There's ways about going about doing it. Meaning that... No, the uh, parents have to be informed. And if you like someone right away before... Uh, any action of sin is occurred, it is to tell your household uh, about who you like. And then the proposal uh, should be gone out. 
and that's how it is but like okay now we're done the marriage part right so now we're going inside the household right and now the lady comes in now whoever you married and then the drama is starting now the question should be like what do we do then Mm. So, unfortunately, divorces are on the rise, too, now, Islamically. Uh, marriages are a disaster now. And, um, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, very, uh, it's very bad to see this in the Islamic world as well. Talaq is the worst thing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's eyes. I think, honestly, the rehabilitation, uh, getting a counselor, speaking to someone uh, before the talaq as well. And, uh, honestly, the communication between the in-laws... Needs to be sorted out. Okay, so why is why are we get, why are we seeing so much divorce? What do we what? Where's the disconnect? Why is no love, divorce? no love, no harmony. Um, so how do we build love between two uh, two people? There has to be something. Somebody's watching this and saying, "Look, I don't get a, I don't get involved. Like I, I'm not getting along with my 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 spouse, or I'm not getting along with them. How do we?" We can't just run to talaq. Yeah. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that talaq is that one thing that Allah hates rigorously and denounces talaq. The Prophet ﷺ would not allow it uh, without counseling, like you said. So how, how, where, there has to be a median. So the disconnect is somewhere. Where is that disconnect? I think the first question should be, did you make an effort? Mm. Right? Don't resort to divorce as your, last, as your first option. Leave it as your last option, yeah. right? You know, you can start very simply by just taking interest in your spouse's interests. Yeah. Right? Find some common ground and then build it from there. And it's not if in, an overnight process like, yeah, I started today and it's going to be perfectly fine tomorrow. No, it's something that you have to build up. Yeah, but we often see uh, is that the, the man in the relationship wants to rule over the woman. The Prophet ﷺ also mentioned that the best of you are those who are best to your woman folk. But the, the, the females also, this is not like to say, oh, you know, and all the females are clapping because they're hearing this. But it also means that they have a bunch of responsibility as well. A woman for her husband. What, what is that? In Surah Nisa, Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said many times, Rasulullah has reminded us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, if your man, your husband is not happy and pleased before he goes to sleep, the angels are going to be giving lanat on to the wife until morning. Uh-huh. And that's, that's how important it is for a woman to understand the value of her husband. And the sujood, if there was an ijazah for a sujood to occur again, it would be for a wife, for a wife for her husband, husband. for ta'zim. Yeah. You understand? This is the values in the household, but... Now we don't see these values. Parents are not teaching the ladies or the men. Both ways, yeah. Both ways before getting married. Right. Right. Now we have ladies like the in like the ladies' mothers. Yeah. Right. They're teaching them, make sure you control your husband. Make sure how you have an eye on his credit card. Make sure you got that money. Okay? Make sure he doesn't do nothing with that. Okay? And you're just whipped. Yeah. Okay, you control everything. Make sure the control's in your hand, okay, Betty? Okay, <laughs> and then the worst thing, the doors are always open for you when you come back. Astaghfirullah. Look at this now. No, look, no, this that, what that does is, look at that, that evil advice of the woman's family. It's so bad. 
It's like the, the door is always open for you, meaning there's no fear. Don't worry, do no what you have be, to do yeah, and then come no, There's no account of accountability. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, do what you can, we'll be always here for you. Yeah. No, how it should have been is, if your husband is happy, the door is open for you. Husband's if your happy. husband is not happy, well, don't even think of coming back to the door. Yeah. Don't bring the shame back. We don't have shame anymore right. in our culture, in our community. Right. We run around, we do what we can. We run back to our in-laws over and over. Right. Like, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do you understand? But the problem is, the both ways are not being taught correctly. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, Mashur Vakia, is uh, when uh, he went to go visit Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. And they weren't at home. They knocked on the door. They spoke to the, to the wife uh, that was there, his daughter-in-law. But he didn't say who he was. He went to check up on, oh, where's Ismail? And he said this and this and this. And he went out to, to go get some food and stuff like that for us, for our lively stock. And they said, okay, how are you living? The, the wife of Sayyidina Ismail salam, at that time said, oh, we're, we're this, we're that, we're poor, we don't have food, we don't have any of this. He said, oh, okay, who, like, what is your name? He goes, just tell them when Ismail comes back, Sayyidina Ibrahim is saying, salam, that when he comes back, tell them, I said, change your doorstep. Change your doorstep. So Sayyidina Ismail salam, came and he smelled the fragrance and he says, was somebody here? And he said, yes. He goes, there's an old man that came and he said, uh, he was asking me, how are we living? How is this? And, this? and she kept saying, you know, my, uh, we're living in this way. We're living poverty. We don't have anything, etc." And he said, oh, but he had a paigham. And he goes, did he say anything else? Yes, he had a paigham. The paigham was, the message was, change your doorstep. He said, that was my father. And my father said to give you a divorce. Ooh. To leave you. Change your doorstep. Because... They weren't God-fearing. Whatever they had. And what was the reverse? After Sayyidina Ismail and after many years, Sayyidina Ibrahim came again. And he met his second wife looking, checking up on Sayyidina Ismail salam, And she said, Alhamdulillah, what we have? What, what do you eat? Alhamdulillah, whatever Allah gives us. How much do you have? Whatever Allah has given us. Alhamdulillah, and he said this. And the message was at that time when he was leaving, keep your doorstep. Yeah. So the message comes from, and I keep going back to what, what you were saying, is... Islam has to be apparent in your, um, it's not culture. Islam needs to be apparent in your house. So going into these uh, evil ways uh, of what the Sasuma is, is doing uh, to her daughter and, and stuff like that and setting her up for destruction. So what is the end result? What do we see? That chugli starts to happen. Ghibbat starts to happen. I'm going to go tell my sisters and my brothers, this is what you're doing to me. This is what you're doing. To, uh, this is how you're treating me. What is this? You know, the extended family starts to get involved. Get, get involved now, right? Like the in-laws and in-laws are fighting. And what it, what it does is it causes a lot of grief uh, upon uh, the husband and wife eventually, right? It causes so much grief. There's no understanding. And now threatening is occurring too now. Mm -hmm. Now brother-in-laws are going to get involved with brother-in-laws. Oh, uh, you know, if she does this and this and this again, we're going to... So, so when you're we're talking about divorce, this, yeah, we're going to yeah. do that. We're going to beat you up. We're going to do gonna that. I'm going to take your daughter from you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do all that. So that gets involved. That's when it gets extreme, and that's when we should be really warned. So if question came up is if you, your wife mm. and your mother mm. are fighting, whose side do you take? 
No, but what what are they fighting upon? That's but, uh, okay, so let's say um, what, I mean because stuff comes no, up, no, no. right? I mean, we got we got. You didn't clean the house, or the way that my my mom wanted you to clean the house. You didn't cook the food uh, to the taste that we like, or whatever, you know, because people start to take little Look, nooks out. See, this is the problem. I, once again, we said this in the beginning: the roles, the the, the mother in laws and the father in laws needs to need to understand the roles now. Yeah. they're not. They're not uh, the the most important figure of the household now. Mm-hmm. They're secondary now. Mm-hmm. Let the, the daughter, the bahu, yeah, let her deal with the household. Give her a chance. You know, everything what we do has to be according to the Sharia. Every time you don't like the food, what did Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam complain about food? Say when he didn't like the food, so he I'm just put it away. Yeah, yeah. He said he don't like it, put it away. Brother, encourage your wife. If she mm-hmm. doesn't like the food. Why don't you maybe take her to a cooking class? <laughs> Why don't you get her a Betty Crocker book? And maybe you guys can bake together or help together. Don't put the burden on the girl, man. Yeah. You know, let's just be fair. Like, some people don't know. Like, yeah. help her. So, Sasuma, like, she likes to, like, just do chugal all the time. Why don't you help her yeah. and say, no, Betty, it's like this, it's like that. It's not like this. Try this, like- try These that. recipes are traditional because our people were more cultured. You know, get involved more. Help her. Be yeah. like, no, no, no. It's like this. It's like that. Man, we're living. We're living in different societies. Yeah, yeah. You came from a different society. We're living in a different society now. Yeah. She is working. Right. She's taking care of the household. Right. She went to school here. Look how many things the the daughter in law has done more than the mother in law. The mother in law has just sat on the manji. <laughs> from pakistan and she came here on a visa okay she's sitting down and she's just going around and going around and just behind the daughter-in-law whatever she's doing and scooping and i mean like you know stop it like you know what are you doing and but that's the culture but you have to give and take there has to be a give and take like the mother-in-law needs to step back the you often see though can i just say something for the guys out there you often see the father-in-law doesn't get involved He's whipped. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's whipped. He's he's scared. He doesn't know what what, what to do. So just but, before, and honestly too, but before he just he doesn't want the drama too. Most of the father-in-laws, you'll see him just yeah. just do this out of it, and they're like, you know what? I don't want. They'll just say hello. How are you doing? And that's it. <laughs> they go, they yeah. go to the yard. They chill with the older friends, or they go hunting trips and stuff like that. But listen, uh, two things real quick. Hafiz uh, Asif from Ilm City. Um, shout out to them uh, if you're not following uh, Ilm City do that on Facebook and YouTube uh, my, my dear brothers uh, all of them in from Ilm City but definitely Hafiz Asif because I talk to them all the time and then uh, <laughs> Mr. Um, Asif Dana uh, salam to you and uh, shout out to you as well uh, for thank you for tuning in now here's the here's the um, the, the big thing and plus uh, Asif by Hafiz Asif is from the UK so it's like 12 o'clock right now uh, and they're still watching and supporting. Mason, so, Mason, you know, uh, support uh, Ilm City. Uh, and we got this big thing uh, brewing up uh, very soon. So we're going to let you know about that shortly uh, with uh, Ilm City and Anjumani Gharib Nawaz. So um, the daughter comes into the house, right? So the daughter gets married and she comes into the, to the in-laws. And now she's, her role is to respect the mother and father that she's going into. So the in-laws as their mother and father so the role what i've been taught is look if you the daughter leaves the house because the daughters are temporary because she's going to get married she's going to leave off and stuff like that and those parents the in-laws now become 
uh, her mother and father. So what happens now? And what does Islam say about when the, the daughter doesn't obey the in-laws? If the in-laws are good, what, what does Islam say about that? Because I'm going to talk about Sayyidina Siddiqui Akbar uh, an, and Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha. Listen, um, just morally, I'm going to speak about, right? I already told you the concept of Sharia anyways. Morally here, if the daughter-in-law is not being rehabilitated, she's not been mediated, you never spoke, to, you spoke to her, the husband spoke to her, then listen, love, if you're not going to change yourself, I can't go on further like this, okay? And my mother-in-law, my, mother, uh, my mom, my dad, they're not going to accept this from you as well. Mm -hmm. You got to see what the problem is. If it's her fault and it continues to happen, then you got to let her parents know. Yeah. So listen, I'm going to give you a warning. This was happening. She's destroying the house. And it's, it's causing a lot of grief. I'm gonna, this is a warning for a talaq, mm -hmm. for a divorce. You got to let her know. If all means, if all means are closed, like she, we did everything, then the only option is to give a divorce. And then you move on. That's also, if the spouse is God-fearing, I think then, then they have to actually show that, you know, they accept the fact that the mother-in-law and father-in-law are also like their mother and father. Yeah. Right? But then you also have to expect. You have to also have to accept the hukum in the Quran about the mother and father. Is that I forget the English term for it, but in the Quran it says uffil lakum, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is that Allah is unhappy with you even at the least you say uff to them? Yeah, right. So I think it just comes back down to Islam and sigh, right? Sighing at sighing at your parents, right? Yeah. Just like oh, I don't want puffing and puffing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, and I think it should be the same for treating your mother-in-law or in-laws the same way. No, I think uh, when you look at the story of or when we look at history the the relationship between the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam and sayyidina siddiqi akbar radiyallahu an uh, the first uh, rightly guided khalifa of islam and you look at that he was his best friend but he was also his father his father-in-law and he said that my darjah because i didn't have a father in sahih muslim because i didn't have a father he goes siddiqi akbar was also my best friend but also a father figure to me. So that just tells you that it is about, you have to consider your father-in-law or your mother-in-law, also your father and your mother as well. And there's obviously that disconnect that's coming around. Now, so nowadays what's happening in Islam is um, what we see is these dating websites and these uh, meet, meet and greets and what do you call it? Speed dating. When you sit on a table, you get to know someone, you ask them quite questions, you have like three minutes and then you switch to the next one. And then you go to the next one uh, and you got Muslim matrimony and all of these things. What do we say about these things? Oof. Um, you know, <laughs> times have changed a lot. If it's that desperate for you to do that, then that's fine. You should just do the old school way and just have your parents Honestly, like my marriage, I tell you, like all the people who are watching and listening and my brothers in front of me, like I'm in a masjid, I cannot lie. I never seen my wife. Mm -hmm. At the time of marriage, I've never seen her. I saw her at the time of. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I trusted my elders and I did so. I have no khayashat. I had no desires. I trusted my, what my parents, uh, my elders had for me. And I have the most, the most beautiful and the best, the best uh, a friend that I can ask for mm -hmm. is my wife. And we have a mutual understanding. You live with her. You should know. <laughs> Everything is happy. 
There's no, no problem. No dirty laundry out here. <laughs> no, but yeah. So yeah. like meaning to say, brothers, like, you know, you know, do you really have to do these websites? And do you really have to do all that? Like how many other people have interviewed that same person already and seen her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Doing the speed dating. Like, what are you doing, man? Huh? Like, I don't know. You go on the website, like, do you feel happy? But like, no, no, speed dating in person. Yeah. In person. So there's tables set up on one side, tables on the other. Yeah, yeah, They're they sitting around. across. Mm -hmm. So you got a time. So I'm sitting, I'm mm. staring at mm. uh, someone across the table. Mm. And you speak to them for five minutes. Oh, hey, my name is this. This mm. is what I'm at. Da, da, da. And then a buzzer goes off. Mm. And then you got to go to the next seat. Mm. And then the, the girl sits there. And mm. the guys just keep rotating. That's, that's what they're doing now. Mm. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you also like, got to ask yourself just you know morally mm. is, is it allowed in islam to do something like that no you can't right now if you disagree with it why are you expecting something good to come from something haram mashallah right very good point if you okay. want this person to be you know the love of your life or someone right. like your best friend and you want to have a family with them yeah you can't expect the best if you're doing it the wrong way true very good point no very perfect but you have now because uh, i'm so out of it i don't even know what's going on like <laughs> speed dating but Oof. what <laughs> you know what if what would you look at but the thing is is that muslims are doing this there's yeah. people that are making muslim websites and doing muslim speeding not now because of covid but this is a big thing that you you can send a picture to someone or what's that app called where you can pick the person that you want to meet and you swipe right and left tinder. and tinder. tinder muslim tinder they have muslim tinder mm. so you a, per, a, a person's photo photo comes up and uh, Minder, that's what it's called. Thank you, Hafiz Yahya, for telling me. So the, you swipe right if you kind like the person. You swipe right if you like the person. Swipe left, left if you don't. That's but hilarious. think about this for a second. Minder, seek, <laughs> bro. Yo, and uh, the thing is, <laughs> sorry guys, that's that's actually really funny. Um, but look, Tinder is used for. One night stands. Tinder, Tinder is used mm. for That's that the original one, intention. Yeah, that was the original intention. You meet someone, you do whatever, whatever, uh, zina and stuff, and then you leave. Mm. So what is Minder going to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? We're, we're just like what the brother said already. Like, you know what? What do you expect something that's haram already? You can't speak halal from it. And no, but why are people going that way? Is what no, I'm no, no, because they want their own desires. They forgot culture. There's culture, Islam. Is heritage they're forgetting this Gee. they want their own desires they want all that but they're playing uh, uh you know one foot in the water and one foot in the sand uh for example you'll see this too uh, a dating like one time we were in a restaurant and you can tell these muslim <laughs> couples are on a date right <laughs> you know and they're like oh is this food halal you're dating you're dating but you're it's food halal right like yeah. think about that and this is very mature too so, like, you know, what are you doing? You know, what's the point of this date? If you like someone, brother, sisters, be that honest person. Ask for that proposal. And the other thing, too, like what we don't have in our culture, well, the woman should propose, too. The <laughs> what do you mean? The woman, you mean? For, the woman should propose to the man as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah, a proposal. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, this is all revived in culture, right? Yeah. Like if the woman actually really loves this man, yeah. Ask for the proposal. So now, nowadays, what we find, and another uh, message came through, is what we find is that this uh, dating happens. So it does happen. We can, you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. So it happens. 
So let's say someone, so the, the message was, let's say I, I do make that and I, I want to get to know someone. So we go at like Tim Hortons or something and we go to a coffee shop. So we're meeting on good attention. Like, you know, you want to get married? Like, you know, what do you expect from me from after marriage? That type of conversation. So now you do that and the guy, you know, is going to drop you home and then parks the car up and mm. something happens. How do you come back from that? And will Allah forgive you? Okay, I'm going to revise the question here. They went on a minder, and then they, they're parked up. No, and then, I mean, the then guy parked happens. up. The guy parked up. Okay, then if something happens, and now they're asking for, for forgiveness, what do you expect's going to happen to you in a parking lot? Like, you know what? You know, like, we went on a date already. Something called minder, like, minder, okay? And then, you know, what do you expect? Like, for him to go on his knees and give you a bouquet? Yeah, of course, man. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, what are you trying to say? Well, Allah forgive you. Allah can forgive whatever he, whoever he wants to, whenever he wants to. Ask for tawbah, you know, whatever at, at all times. But you put yourself in a situation like that. Be aware of uh, what uh, what the jal. We talked about this too. Be aware of all of these things that are no, coming to Allah place. Al-Azim. Like, you know what? This this whole thing shouldn't have happened. The minder should have went happening. <laughs> should have went to your house. That's what should have happened. You know but, what okay, I mean? So let's say, like, listen, I'm gonna come and propose to your house, not in a restaurant. What was stopping you from Stuff having a mahram there? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, uh, oh my god. But it goes. It's like a vicious circle. So, it, it's, mm. and I have another question. So, Hafizab, I'm gonna go towards you on this one. But meaning to say, it's a vicious circle. Everyone has to be. It's a link, a chain of uh, that needs to be linked together. The the parents, <laughs> the parents need to be linked. <laughs> The parents need to be linked. You guys in a parking lot and say, yo, how do, yo, what can I do? What do you mean, man? Confess in a church or something. I don't know. What else can I say? That's bad. Man. Say That's 10 bad. Hail Marys. Well, well, be good. well, Allah forgive me too now. You did it. And now you're saying Allah forgive me too. Stuff for Allah. So what I was saying, what I was saying was, is that there's a chain. The parents have to be, have a good relationship <clears throat> with the... No, it's bad. I can't even I'm, get it. Like, it's funny. Like it's bad. I can't even get it out. I can't even get it out. Sorry. You know, and I apologize to the person. We we're not we're not laughing at you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lie. <laughs> but anyways, what I mean is, there's a chain, and no, <laughs> that like, chain. Okay. So <laughs> the chain. I can't even stop laughing. The chain has to be. The parents have to be connected. <laughs> It needs to be connected to the kids. But <laughs> <laughs> it's logical, right? Like, yo, it's mantak, right? Like, yo, like, you know, I have to speak to people. I have to speak to people. You know, logic. Uh, this one's going to happen in the rapid fire, right? right. Guys, like, brother and sisters. Okay, like, okay, I'm going to no, get no, it out. I'm going to get it out. I'm just going to. No, 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 I got it out. Okay, I get it out. No, let me get it out. Like, rapid fire. I was going to guess your question. No, no, like, let me get it out. relationship between the parents. So and the, the thing is, it's a vicious circle. The parents have to have a relationship. <laughs> this better not happen in the rapid fire questions, buddy. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, because this is going to ruin it. Okay, I don't want to hear any questions like that. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. study questions. The parents Stuff need to have a good relationship with their kids. Their kids have to have a good relationship with their parents. There has to be a mutual understanding and there has to be a give and take. Yes, we all agree that there has to be that communication, that link. Now, if 
you don't have that link with your parents, then these <laughs> these relationships are never going to work. So where is where do you draw the line with your family or sorry you yourself going to pick your own spouse? Um, I would say you know what in um, you know actions are according to intentions, right? Um, do you have the correct intention when you're doing something or when you're out of line or you're, you know what, you're doing something. Okay. Say you found the girl, right? Gee. What's your next step there? Are you going to talk to your parents or one of your uncles or someone who can contact them? But here's, here's what happens though. The, and this is legit now, right? Like all jokes aside, because people have like serious questions and we're going to get to the next one. My, my question, my thing is, can you get to know someone and commit yourself to marriage? This is a, a legit question after one meet because that's what they're saying they're like how can you how can you get to know someone and if they're good for marriage you're pretty much like you know what they say like the, you're, you're all in you're putting your all in after one marriage does that make sense that, that's what they're saying Does is that logical to go all in after one meeting no you have to have trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too right? Right. right you have to have trust and you have to see the proposal as well who this person is after this meet uh you know does he fit all the requirements uh, is he obedient to his own parents islamic knowledge how much knowledge does he have these are the important questions first then you will see you know what type of car he has and you know what uh how much money he has and stuff well, I mean, like that to get know? to know someone I, I think it's also like a vetting process too you know Gee. it's the same thing with you know what students uh, graduating high school and going to university or college right mm -hmm. They're also picking a school or they're also picking a career that can change their lives, right? For the rest of their lives, they're going to be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. How do you know that that university or something that you picked is the one for you? Right. It's the vetting process, right? So there has to be a little bit. What you're saying is there has to be a little bit of trust and talkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, but you also have to do your part, right? Absolutely. Did you ask the correct questions? You ask, you know what? Mm -hmm. Did you ask correct questions? Did you ask your parents for advice? Did you, did you do your part? And there's nothing wrong with just one meet. Who said just one <laughs> yeah. meet, though? No meeting like, alone, no, no, no. alone, alone. That's what they're saying. No, if they're sorry. meeting at Tim Hortons, forget the Minder. Right, right. They're meeting at Tim Hortons or whatever, and they're just meeting, having coffee. They ask a bunch of questions. Can they go logically to their parents and say, "Well, I like this guy after one meet." But there's nothing wrong with that, because look, when you have your parents involved, it's protecting you at all times. Let the parents and the parents alone talk and discuss. Let them start getting to know each other. Yeah. Because look. The rule is actually you would want to see each other's homes. Let the parents see the other parents' home. You want to see how they're living. You mm -hmm. want to see if this lifestyle is similar to yours, and you know, and go ahead. So, what did the Prophet ﷺ say? If you want to get to know someone, you either spend time with them, travel with them, and uh, there was a third one I can't remember. Migrate or move with them or something like that. But we'll have a business transaction. Yeah, business transaction with them. So. Um, so you can. So what you're saying is once after the meet, then bring the families in and get the families to have meets and greets and, and stuff like that. Good. So um, I know it's almost been an hour but because of that whole Minder stuff. So we're going we're gonna to take about five minutes, uh, a little bit, and then uh, we're going to wrap up. So the next question is, is certain family members, what happens is when family members get involved, so this person told this person, you know, Sasuma told her brother and sister and all of this stuff. So rumors start to spread. And when rumors are spread um, because they're jealous, how should someone handle these? These rumors and people talking bad about them and doing chugli and stuff like Amongst that. Amongst the family? Yeah, because 
you know, Sasuma doesn't get along with Bahu, and Sasuma is now telling uh, her brothers and sisters who were telling other people. So that's how it spreads, right? It's like, it spreads like wildfire. So now when people are coming back to you now and saying, oh, did you hear? Like, it, your, your name's all over the family. How should one handle this? These rumors and stuff. No, you should handle it like any other individual does with composure and speaking the truth at all times. When these matters do, uh, they come up, they should be uh, addressed respectfully and you should confront the issue. Um, if you hear this, uh, whoever you heard this from, the rumor from, if the Sasuma is, if this is a mother-in-law issue, speak to the mother-in-law. Like, you know, Amma, did you say this and this and this and this? Because a lot of people are saying this mm. and it's not true. That's all you can say. And then it's composure, it's dealing with the family uh, properly, um, you know, patiently, respectfully. Um, these are the only advices I can give to the sisters. You know, you guys got a lot of burden on you. 100%. I'm telling you, the stuff, I, thank God I'm not a girl. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, no, thank God I'm like, you know what? In any issue, the women, I, I highly salute and respect you. Um, they have to burden they a lot. They left their homes, firstly. 100%. Look at that. They deal with a new home. After that, they're all under trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at this. They leave their home. They're in their original home now, we would say, with their, uh, with their husband, dealing with them and their issues. And then children, you know, the taqlif of having and raising children and dealing with all that as a mother. It's a lot. You know, sisters a have a lot no, on we their salute, plate. We salute the, the sisters. You know, even Allah has a, Imami al-Sunnah Mujaddid, Odino Millat has said, even this is Allah Hazrat is saying this in his malfus. He said, a man cannot even have bear the fact of taking out a mouse from his body. Mm. Just symbolically, he's saying this, and they're taking out children, right? Uh. We can't even, men can't even bear that pain for one second. Look at the women; they dealt with a lot, man. You know, women, I I highly love you and respect you guys. You guys are very honorable, respectful. And you know what? This is why women mean so much to us in Islam. Their modesty, 100%. respect, and we respect everything that they have done. You know, when you look at you, when you go to their home, each other's homes, you know, the women are cooking for you. You know, they're so cultured, they're so in tune, they're taking care of you, they're taking care of the guests. This is, this is Islam. Islam can only teach you all this. No, absolutely. They're the back home, and they're the backbone of the house. Of course. Yeah. And, and they, bear, they burden a lot. So we, we salute our sisters. Uh, collectively of for course. the ones who are taking care of kids the ones that are cooking and cleaning the house and and going to work even you know uh my my mother Allah give her jannat inshallah mm -hmm. was the same way and your mom um auntie's the same way all the mothers like we salute the, the the mothers and the sisters even who are becoming mothers and all of these things right so islam is that religion that gave rights to uh to to, to our sisters gave rights to women uh, you were being buried alive, and and now uh, you know that uh, that one um, we call it the 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 jigger of the Prophet ﷺ, where the whole entire uh, humankind, from Sayyidina Adam to the last, is going to have to bow their head when Sayyida Fatima radiAllahu anha will be passing. That's the izzat of a woman, and only Islam can uh, can teach that. So we the salute Quran, our sisters. The Quran honored the women, Nisa. Of course, you know, it's a whole chapter. The whole People chapter. don't even know that. Say it again. Surah Al-Nisa. People don't oh, even no, know that. There's no chapter for the men. For the, yeah, yeah, for oh, mashallah. Like, the woman is so honorable. Surah Maryam as well. 
Yeah, I mean, they're after the women, right? Yeah. Like, uh, these chapters are uh, respectfully for us to read and respect. And, and uh, when we sit down and we actually learn the tafsir of all this, then we, see can, we can actually look at the value of a woman. But until we don't sit down and we don't collectively we read the Quran, we won't understand the value of a woman. No, absolutely. So um, it's been a it's been a good show. I did want to add yeah, one yeah, last sure, point sure, to sure. the to the rumors and like the mother-in-laws and people not getting along. It does boil down to one thing: is that your biggest family, your family, and those closest to you are your, either your biggest supporters or your worst enemies. Right. Right. And that's what I think it just comes down to: is that when you are having those talks, is make sure you have the right people with you. No, oh, for sure. Yeah. And you don't want the ones who are going to egg it on yeah. as well. So very good point. Um, so Jazakallah, brothers, uh, for, for a good episode. Family drama. Um, it's always going to happen. I go, the best thing is to uh, keep yourself composed, uh, trust in Allah, and uh, keep deen uh, first over dunya, uh, always. And if you're God-fearing, uh, a lot of good things will happen in your life, inshallah. So I'm going to turn it over to yourself first uh, for closing remarks, and then we'll go to Hafizab, and then uh, we'll conclude, inshallah. Listen, tribulations will always occur. Trials will always occur. It's in the Quran. Uh, problems will always occur. Family, you gotta things. You gotta let things go as well. A lot, right? This is just a trial. It's just. It's gonna go away. Um, for the brothers and sisters, uh, siblings who are in one home, living in one home, there's more baraka in one home. Always understand this. Live amongst each other. Love each other. Believe me. When you're not here, then you're going to feel it, right? Love, cherish that moment. Dramas are going to occur in your household. Don't worry about it. Brush it off. Um, speak about it. I believe communication is a big thing. Uh, a lot of people hold grudges. Uh, grudges leads to evil things. Uh, that should uh, kind of, uh, you know, love more and hate less. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. And uh, don't do anything that will displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, follow the Quran, follow the sunnah as, we, as usual. That's the, the, the da'wah, the islah da'wah I was going to say to you in the closing remarks. And keep your family united. Exactly what Hafiz Bilal said. Anyone that is trying to disunite, stay away from them. Stay away from them. We're always for unity. uniting. Always. Rasulullah he came to unite. First. Okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is Rahim. Rahim is relation. In the other term of is Rahmat, is mercy. From that word is Rahim. Rahim is relationship. Allah loves bondage. Allah loves mercy. Allah will give mercy to the ones who are going to abide Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sure. Dear respected brothers and sisters, love each other, love your family. There will be no one else that's going to be with you unless you're. Fa only your family. Of There's course. no one else that's going to be there. Of course. Yeah, and just, I got like two points. Um, one is that, you know what? If you have family issues or, you know, marriage problems, just know that you're not burdened with more than you can bear. MashaAllah. Right? Just do your part, take your responsibility where you're supposed to in tawakkul Allah. And the last thing is, just to add on, is, you know, people do regret this when they don't, uh, when they don't do this, is that your parents are only here for a limited time. Course. Right. Take advantage of every moment you get. Those that don't have their parents or even grandparents, they regret not having spent more Bishop. time with them. You know 100%. what? It's a hadith of the Prophet that so, smiling at your mother is a thawab of one umrah. Of course. Right? Accepted umrah. Accepted umrah. Mashallah. 
And, and if it. she smiles back, accepted the thawab of Hajj. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. So uh, that was our uh, episode uh, number five. Alhamdulillah, we're getting uh, along with a lot of these episodes and stuff like that. So great topics, uh, you know, people are bringing up and ideas and stuff like that. So once again, Hafiz Bilal, Janab Amir Qadri Sahib, I want to thank you guys for taking the time out uh, to be a part of this. It was a good one. Um, and we we'll continue uh, to, to get better and, and such. And keep sending in your questions, keep sending in your comments, keep sending in your requests, etc. Uh, so keep, uh, keep that coming. Uh, and then we'll try our best to obviously fulfill and answer all these questions. we got some great programs for the rest of January, inshallah, next week uh, for the parents and uh, who have children that are going to school. Uh, please tune in. Uh, that's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, if you have children that are in the schooling system uh, or if you're in school and you want to watch, uh, you need to watch next week, inshallah. So we have that going on. And then the last two, uh, last two weeks, the last two episodes, uh, of January are going to be really, really good and uh, it's going to be uh, breathtaking, inshallah. So we're going to leave it at that. Um, once again, uh, I'm Umar Qadri and mic'd up on YouTube. Uh, please like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, follow us on Instagram, Sufi Council of Toronto, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Uh, continue to follow and there's a link uh, to donate to the masjid we all understand that the masjids are closed at the moment so please uh, help your generosity building the house of Allah uh, as much as you give Allah will reward you uh, with the house uh, with you building the house of Allah in this dunya he will build you something similar in the akhirah donate.sufiCouncil.com to support the cause and to support the effort uh, while the masjids are closed so inshallah please do that and we will see you next week Saturday 7pm Eastern Standard Time live on Mike Top 416 on YouTube. Jazakumullah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.